0: Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. Okay. And this week we're looking at season one, episode 23, Frasier Crane's Day Off, in which Niles fills in for Frasier on KACL after Frasier is stricken with the flu. So in this episode, Key, we see for the first time a member of the show very, very ill, to the point of being bedridden. Are you comfortable sharing with listeners this week the time you have been most ill? And this can be any kind of, you know, any kind of virus, cold, or, you know, possibly worse. Are you comfortable sharing that this week?
1: I'm <laughs> fine i are sharing it I don't, off the top of my head I'm not sure which it is but I am like Frasier when I'm ill I'm dreadful when I'm ill I will tell you that I'm dying and expect you to do everything for
0: me <laughs> you ask for shaved ice and a bendy straw yeah,
1: like the way Frasier was like I'm sick like literally I could hear my own voice <laughs> it's not good. probably most still, when I was in like I'd been about I was in year 9 so probably about 13, 14 and my appendix blew up
0: I, I vaguely remember this yes like a grenade in your torso <laughs>
1: I told my mom that I didn't feel well and she was like oh you're just nervous about going to school Come
0: on <laughs> I remember Five. that I remember you coming in and like telling us like oh yeah I've been sent in you know because my mom doesn't believe me and then I think you had to like leave school that day because you were like debilitated
1: I was like sat at the front of... I managed to get through the school day but I sat I didn't sit with you guys at the back of the bus I sat at the front of the bus my brother like shaking oh, and I got man. in I threw up on the floor and then um, <laughs> my mom admitted that I couldn't go in the next day but still didn't think there was that much wrong with me to go to
0: hospital <laughs> that is absolutely can you, what, can you describe what the pain is like because obviously touch wood having never had that happen to me I can't fathom what it must have felt like I mean what what is it kind of similar to I mean,
1: it's like it's a very very bad stomach ache, like a very sharp pain in your stomach hmm. that was when it was just sort of rumbling before it actually like exploded <laughs> <laughs> the, time, the time it exploded, it exploded um, I was in hospital already on morphine so I didn't really No, know my mum reckons I screamed I don't really remember it I remember the morphine wow. Oh,
0: so the morphine was on you, it's like the equivalent of like throwing a blanket over the grenade. So by the time it went off, you were just kind of in a in a fugue state. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, I love morphine; it's great. It's really <laughs> yeah, I've,
0: done, I've never, I've unfortunately touched wood again. I feel like I'm tempting fate already. Five minutes into this episode, but having never broken a bone or anything like that, I really shouldn't, really shouldn't be saying that. But um, I've never had, like, laughing gas or morphine or kind of any any kind of severe medication like that. So I am always curious. A bit like general anesthetic, you know, when they kind of make you count down and then you go under. Like, I always think, oh, there's no way it happened to me. I'd stay awake. But, like, it obviously does work. And it's just, yeah, I'd love to know what being on morphine feels like.
1: Morphine sent me straight to sleep. Really? <laughs> you didn't
0: develop an addiction to it or anything? You've not been, like, tempted to try and get another organ to explode to get the rush again? Oh, keep jabbing my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> They're just too damn efficient. Shouldn't they hold it out? Okay, excellent, Well, Thank you for sharing that. If anyone listening wants to share the time they were most ill, um, like Martin in this episode, I'm sure many of us have multiple stories. Okay, Kiel, are you ready this week after sharing with us your, your illness? Hopefully this won't make you more ill to jump into Trivia Corner. I am ready, well. You are I'm ready, good. Hopefully no appendix will burst, either mine or your own, which are obviously yours can't do it again. I, I don't <laughs> think that's possible. Um, hopefully mine won't burst, reading these out to you. So we'll start with uh, Cam Winston, aka Hamish. So question one when Niles tells Frazier these nice men are going to take him home from KACL he tells him not to worry his what specifically he says to Frazier don't worry your something oh okay yeah it's a good little line I, I can't oh I think I know. yeah is it like your mucus filled head something it like is that it is or? your mucus filled <laughs> head an extremely visceral image um, but yes what I'll play again is your mucus filled head so question two now this is a fun one and just take a stab at this because God. it's uh, it, well, I'll just I'll just read the question. What does Gil make Louis promise to have for dessert at Maximilian's?
1: Oh, honestly, <laughs> I was in the middle. I was going to write this down, and then I just lost it. I was like, no, nah, forget it. Honestly, Ed, uh, the way
0: uh, the way Hamish has written this down, I'm fairly certain it's pretty accurately transcribed. And this is not an easy word to spell.
1: Oh God, no! I um, I've got no
0: idea. Like, okay. are, you try, are you going to try and pronounce it? Even even if you can only kind of half remember the line, just go for it. I say. I don't
1: know. I've got something like sherbert written down on one notes. Say, like... He
0: does say, stick with the rainbow sherbet or something. Yeah, I think that's the... what I went with. Okay, want me to read it? Want me to read it too?
1: I didn't even risk trying to remember what the main one was. <laughs> okay, but
0: I'm I'm gonna try and read this now because I, I I don't know German, but I think it's Schwarzwald Kestor. No, Schwarzwald <laughs> or something like that um i think there's another ending to it like there's another syllable i'm missing off there i don't know what it is some kind of tort some kind of german pastry perhaps but yeah ridiculous i mean the way gilbert says this we'll get to it in the review but it's fantastic delivery but yes a very a very good question from hamish there and while i know going to absolutely knock you for six because it's just an absolute a nightmare to pronounce okay okay let's bring it over question three what three things does frasier say england will produce before he gives a fig about what daphne thinks
1: oh okay yes um, you know this i I having this as one of my questions no I, thought, yeah, I
0: did think actually this is a very key kind of question
1: yeah, but then i thought that um i've gone into two i've i I've, I've asked a few times what are the three things that you know like you have and i quite look. like that little formula formula you've got going okay so i'm pretty sure that it's a great chef
0: yes it is
1: is it like a first class bottle of wine yeah world class
0: first class same difference and is it like a car with a decent electrical yes it is and this isn't just specific dig i was not aware i mean the other two fair enough I we don't make good wine and our food, As although I like it and you like it, we get ribbed kind of on a global scale for our food. I didn't realise making cars with bad electrical systems was a thing, you know. We have a proud vehicle heritage uh, in this yeah. country like Aston Martin, Rolls-Royce, or possibly Jaguar. Yeah, exactly. Land Rover Jag. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a pretty pretty niche dig that bit is. bit harsh, mate. Bit yeah, harsh. It, does, it right. gets to be that one. It does get to me. <laughs> okay, uh, do you want to read
1: out yours and then I will do Mischief Nights as well for you. I will. Okay, so my first question. Let's do this. Um, what are the names of the couple who love each other? Oh God! Oh, oh,
0: this is um, this is the this is the couple Niles is trying to coach into into saying I love you. Um, oh I can hear him going. you hear that she loves you? <laughs> love oh man, 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 man. The guy's name is on the tip of my tongue more than the, the woman's because I associate it with him saying, you know, did you hear that she loves you? Um, <laughs> oh mate. I always make you give me clues, and I just feel like the worst guy for it, but can okay. you possibly tell me what they begin with? <laughs> okay, H and L. H and L. Oh, man, that's not helped at all. Um, <laughs> L. Not, is it Larry? Oh. No, it's not Larry. I'm probably going to have a Kennedy Merlin <laughs> moment <here. laughs> Okay, is and Kennedy Merlin. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll stick with Larry, even though it's wrong, because we'll be here forever with my guesses. And
1: H. Give you a, I'll give you a clue. The H is the man, and the L is the woman. Oh, God. Okay. It's completely got it right.
0: Okay. The H. Do you hear that? Is it Hank? No. Oh, no. oh okay. <laughs> Larry and Hank, a same-sex couple. So <laughs> okay, Larry and Hank. Yeah, okay, okay. What the answer? Yeah, go for it.
1: Is Howard and Lois?
0: Howard and Lois. I can hear him saying Howard so much. Lois was harder. I can't remember him saying Lois, but yeah, Howard was. It's right there, clear as day in the in the in the scene. So bugger.
1: Okay, my second question: What is the name of Marjorie's boss?
0: God, the one he does the role play with. See, I can remember the context of all these questions, but never even close to the answer. Her, her boss. Oh, man alive. This is a good one, Key. You've absolutely got me here. Um, you know what I'm going to ask, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay. It's very similar to one of the words in the question. Oh, okay. Of Marjorie's boss. Okay. So it's maybe it rhymes with boss. <laughs> um, Could be it, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any male names that rhyme with boss. Ross? <laughs> it's, 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 it's Ross. Oh, Mr. my Ross. God. I completely like blanked that from my brain. What? <laughs> Wow. So surreal once. hearing that name on Fraser just because of friends and stuff. Like,
1: wow. Ross. She says, and she's doing her little role play. She's like, Mr. Ross, I've worked here a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a good question, Kay. Okay, my okay. third and final question. Okay.
0: What does Gil bring the station manager's Okay, I know it's lobster something, so I'm, I'm immediately half a point closer than I have been on the other two <laughs> questions. I mean, it's something it's something really, really like, uh, what's the word? Gourmet. So it's like, not lobster confit, but lobster. Oh, you, you're going to have to tell me on this one as well, because I think it's like a very specific <laughs> culinary term.
1: It is a lobster nuba. Lobster nuba. Do you know what one of those is? is? Yeah, it's an American seafood dish made from lobster, butter, cream, cognac eggs and cayenne pepper
0: that sounds so rich kind of like it doesn't look very nice yeah, it does. I'll just I'll just it extremely heavy going it's not something i would uh i'd probably enjoy but if anyone has had one out there listening please let us know okay Keo, are you ready for mischief night's questions this week it, i am indeed Excellent. close out trivia corners question one how does daphne claim her brothers receive their
1: wounds oh i think i know this because it's something i was going to ask a question to you about um mm. I think is it like an inter- Fights with like drunken Dutchmen in the stands or something. Absolutely like that.
0: is yes, which is specific because obviously that's uh, whoever they support. Presumably Manchester United. They only ever get in fights whenever they play <laughs> a Dutch team, which obviously
1: wouldn't be that often. So it's a bit of a Stop. it's a bit of a strange joke in many respects. not me thinking. Person, when you think of a nationality of like one person, you immediately associate with that a nationality. For me. We- I always think Rude Hollett yeah
0: I'm... I, 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 I'm, I'm with you there it's the hair yeah, there's
1: there's just, something about him
0: yeah he was just so iconic such a fantastic footballer I'm with you I'm trying to think of others other Dutch players I mean maybe like Van Basten for me or something like that he should be up there but yeah. for some reason he just didn't have the hair of Hollett he didn't he didn't Hollett had much better hair that is that is a given <laughs> okay, okay question two which psychiatrist does Niall cite when helping Marcia oh
1: I um... and you get a He's bonus
0: right point if you can Spell it for me because he says it in the scene. Okay, I think it is it Sigma
1: Broma or something. Yes, that's yeah. close enough. That's close enough. Okay, I'm gonna be spelling this phonetically. I was going okay. to is S I G M A R. Correct, brother. I'm going to say is B R O M O H.
0: I believe that's close. I, I think that's right. He's uh, um, mischief knight's put B R O M N O H, but isn't one of the one of the things silent? Does he say that when he says something silent? I can't remember. Um. But yeah, that, him,
1: that's good enough for me. remember him going on about how he was a Reikian from the 50s. <laughs> yes,
0: and we had a question, didn't we, not long ago. I asked you, I think, um, about... And the answer was Reikian. I can't okay, remember. I mean,
1: that's how I remembered this.
0: There, <laughs> there you go. This. See, how you I always... Remember. Every day's a school day with this podcast. You, you quickly learn. Okay, final question for Trivia Corner this week, Key. How does Frazier claim KACL will celebrate when he's well enough to resume his show?
1: Oh, okay. Um, this is a good one.
0: one want or out the red carpet, something like that, maybe? Very, very close. He ma- I can't remember if he says that as well, but there's something more specific I've got written down here as the answer. I'll give you okay. another another stab at it, because you're very close.
1: Very close to red carpet. Okay, well, so something, yeah,
0: yeah. Something that like, you have at a red carpet event. Yes. Um, a limo. That is correct. Sending a, limo. a limo. It is a limo. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of the times we ever see limos in this. The only one I can think of is we've already seen it when Daphne and Bulldog are in one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other episodes where a limo may feature, because it's a pr- it's a pretty Bourgeois Frazier style thing, so you know we could well see that. But well played, key. That was a pretty, pretty tough trivia corner this week. Actually, I was just customarily bad, but you were, <laughs> you were really tested. I think, but you came, you came up pretty, you came up pretty good. The tough one. You know, I feel one of the the. I, just... I can't even remember the Schwartz after Kirsch, or whatever it's called. God, I yeah. remember
1: Rainbow Sherbert. <laughs> Ra- Rainbow it.
0: Sherbert, that was it. <laughs> okay, so getting into a few this week, the first thing, you know, what I'm going to say, don't you, key? There was no title animation. What were your thoughts upon seeing no title? animation for the first time since we've started watching
1: animations. Genuinely, right? All, up until this stage, whenever you've complained about the being like, oh, there's some episodes where there's no type animation. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. You're pretty really nonchalant about really it. This. this is the first time since we've been doing this that I've noticed it. And I was angry on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I
0: think my anger is kind of getting imparted onto you now, just deferring. Just what what about it made you angry, do you think? Because obviously I completely relate. I'm just thinking, you know, they could have done something. Why not? but yeah. I was starting to think, why didn't they do more? title animations. It's really puncturing a hole, I think, in our theory that they're related in some way, that something happens in the animation that's then related in the event. I, I, I obviously have a history of being a literature student over-analyzing everything, but even I don't think I can kind of get through this see
1: I've got a whole theory
0: associated with this I've got to hear
1: this you've got like a do you know like a murder board on the wall <laughs> <right>? <laughs> all the, like <laughs> the little pins and the straw kind of connecting I mean what happened was right guy who does the title animations yeah he was off sick
0: oh wow, work, wow. The title animation. and like he couldn't produce one of the episodes they went with nothing like- I really like that if we can somehow track down who did these animators these animations and somehow find his or her medical records then maybe <laughs> we can put two, two together and kind of cross off your uh, your core Board theory. But I like that, Kay. I like, I like that I haven't had to do the overstretching this week. You've provided it. <laughs> um, amazing KCL call at this point. I didn't realise you were calling from your car phone, Frasier says to... I can't remember who's ringing. Is it Doug or... I it's Blake. Blake, Blake. Yes, it is Blake. I don't know where I'm getting Doug from. I think he has spoken to someone called Doug at some point in the episodes we reviewed. Yeah, Blake. I just... Car phones are a really weird one because I've, they're very anachronistic now. This the idea of having like a massive wall phone strapped to the dashboard. And it kind of prompted me to research when this might have been banned in, in the US. And obviously, it's, it's not as clear cut as in the UK, which was December 2003. There was just a blanket ban. But obviously, it varies state by state in the US. So I don't know, did this kind of strike you as, as, as funny hearing the fact that someone was using a phone in a car? and it was
1: completely okay. I think I mean, I think the joke's hilarious. It's a really good joke. <laughs> it is really um, good. Um, I very much associate car phones with the 1990s. Yeah. it's For me, it's a very 90s thing. I also think there's a very famous joke on Only Falls and... Well, I don't know how famous it is, but it's a very good joke. Mm. Uh, on Only Falls and Horses regarding a car phone. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Have you, you're big, are you big on Only Falls and Horses?
0: I'm not, actually. It's really, really shameful to admit. I, I can watch an episode when it's on, but I've never watched it kind of... I've never watched more than a few episodes, I'd
1: say. Well, um, there's an episode where doubt. Is uh, being forced to go hang gliding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he turns around to Rodney just before he walks off and goes, I can't do this. Like, what, what do I do? And Rodney goes, I know what we'll do. <laughs> go and you play the image. You say you're really excited. Then just before you take off, I'll call over to you. I'll say that we've got a call on our car phone and we've got to go. And he goes, That's <laughs> He goes off. He's just about to take off and he looks back at Rodney and goes, Rodney, our car phone are here. And Rodney just looks back and he goes, Adele, I ain't got a car phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is such a classic folded horses joke as well. Even like having not seen that many episodes like that just yeah beat for beat that's exactly the kind of gag that's made that show so famous if um, yeah, there's any really listeners who've never watched only
1: falls and horses i mean i think it's quite a british sense of it's humor, very british
0: yeah but i mean a lot of american listeners kind of like that i think a lot of a lot of our american listeners will probably want to seek out kind of classic british comedy the way that maybe we seek out americans so yeah falls and Horses definitely even though i've not seen that much keek you can vouch for For it. me it's the
1: best british show ever made. yeah and it is
0: very very often regarded as such in like Critical lists as well, so you could do a lot worse than starting with that. If you were uh, want some British comedy, uh, speaking of phony British accents, we have Gill <laughs> introduced. And this, how is that for a segue? We have Gill at this point introduced. Edward Hibbert, I think, plays him in real life. Um, similar or kind of similar name. I think it's Edward Hibbert. Fantastic character. I still, obviously, I know him so much from watching the show as a whole that that many times. It always blows my mind that it takes twenty three episodes for him to get introduced, and he's always a character that i lament they didn't make more of he's in a lot of episodes admittedly and he's funny but he could have been in so many more i think he's just such a good character completely agree
1: i mean i know he's been mentioned but I think this is his first time actually on camera where we see Yes, him. Uh, and he's just uh, everything about him is perfect is. I, uh, whenever I see him the first thing I hear is him rumping on the <laughs>
0: that is honestly that's probably one of the most iconic Frasier quotes and I love that it's, it's his
1: but no I we could have and probably should have seen more Gil I mean for me this is a tough one because Bulldog deserves respect but Gil might be my favourite other than Frasier and Roz of, my, uh, of all the KACL team mm. Gil might be my favourite
0: I, I definitely think he's mine i think a lot of people would say like kenny is quite high up there as well and i do really like kenny and he, you know he kind of fills that station manager slot that they're they're kind of missing for a lot of the show um or well not missing they have a few don't they and some are around for a while some aren't ned miller is around for one episode you know kate costas you know 15
1: or actually probably I, less than that Tom, i think for one t- yeah Tom one episode. Durant, he's in he's in the
0: matchmaker next season and then he's in right at the end of season two which is the one where spoiler where BB is threatening to jump out the window and he's like he's just in that scene for like 10 seconds and it's weird because he's never been mentioned after the matchmaker episode so yeah Tom Durant then we have Kate and then we have Kenny and a few others as well kind of coming and out so I'm with you Gil is my favourite KSCR member just every time he's in a scene He's hilarious. I, is it explained in this episode? Why is Bulldog not taking over the slot after Frazier at this point? Like, is it implied that Gil is going to take over the show or is Gil just arriving to deliver the
1: food? I took it as in, in this scene, just arriving to give the food. Um...
0: Okay, I think I've misread it, yeah. Because the way he kind of shows up as Fraser's winding up the show, it kind of was like, oh, is, is Gil going to take over now? But then obviously he does drop off the food and leave. So I think I've just kind of misread that. But yeah, it's, it's um... interesting we don't have Bulldog barging in at this point, which we
1: normally do. But we do see a picture of him. I noticed in the corridor, you see a picture of Bulldog and his the background is that the one that i questioned was on my trivia corner a few weeks ago it's the one right by the door indeed. yes yeah, it's that you one you see it again.
0: so he is he is close by even if he's not barging in so gil arrives with his delivery of food from rosenthal's deli which all looks delicious a chicken soup so lovingly prepared even the chicken gets better
1: um which i just think is fantastic are you a fan of chicken soup Getting a big chicken soup kind of I'm, I'm to be honest with you I'm a very straight like tomato soup guy really? I don't I don't you really deviate from push the boat out of chicken soup <laughs> the chicken soup got a lot place. of
0: medicinal properties like it's used in kind of homeopathic you know remedies and stuff apparently if you've got a cold or a flu or your appendix is burst so a chicken soup could be just what you need
1: I, know, like, I have do you know I think I can't remember if it's Baxter's or you don't have like the condensed cream Oh yeah, camels I make a... do condensed chicken soup. When I make a chicken pie I use that. That's exactly and... what my mum does, yeah. And your mum should exchange recipes. Honestly, honestly, I love
0: how much of an adult you are. You're like, oh yeah, when I make a chicken pie and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what my mum does when she makes a chicken pie. <laughs> Not when I make one because I've never made a chicken pie in my life. But yeah, good to hear that Campbell's is getting, uh, getting some usage in your household. So I actually think it's very generous here. Even though Gil is being a little bit slimy because he's trying to butter them up and the station manager with his his uh, lobster Newberg or whatever it's called. It's actually a very generous gift. You know him getting the rum, the lady rum fingers or whatever they're called, lady fingers dipped in rum for Riles. Getting to the chicken soup. It's all from this like artisan deli. It would not be cheap. You know, and we know the KSL talent get a lot of money, but you know he actually has gone to some nice extent here to get them to get them his gifts. So I don't think he's like all that
1: villainous. To be honest with you, if if I knew someone like Girl and he was buying me stuff just to get there and get to the top, I would just take it. I would just be like. <laughs> you know, (laughs) Be like, you know what? These these are expensive
0: gifts. I'm going to take it. His smile when he leaves, as well, is so incredibly sinister. Uh, Like, he kind of looks back and he just, he kind of leers his whole body forward and this massive grin on his face. And I just think that's one of the things he does a lot in different episodes. He's got a very expressive face, Edward Hibbert. And Gil is a very kind of face actor. He makes a lot of his facial expressions. I just, I love that smile he does. And also, just kind of another tangent here, something to talk about. Frazier says, i don't like his phony british accent much either it, one gill doesn't sound british really he's got like a he's got the same accent that fraser and niles has it's like a transatlantic accent that kind of classic cary grant had it a lot of the kind of golden era of hollywood where it's kind of british it's kind of american and the fact that fraser and niles speak with the same kind of accent and they're attacking uh, gill for speaking in the same way kind of rubs me off the wrong way here because like they're
1: equally as pretentious for me i Thing and going back to your point about his appearance and his face first, yeah, I think he what he does so so well is that for me is quite a camp, sort of guy. yeah, he's you always feel he's a bit sinister at any one moment. He could like He'll just really snap like... and like freaking like take you out, uh, he's, he's gonna buy you you know lady fingers, but he could stab you in the back <laughs> with the lady finger that's been like <laughs> <Yeah>. frozen, <laughs> but no, yeah, and I think I mean, I, I, it's not a British accent, but he, I think he's just he, for me, it's just a posh accent yeah it is
0: it's, it's a posh american accent and i think posh american accents are they're not harder to discern than a normal american accent but like it's harder to be a posh american i think than it is to be posh british there is a much i don't know i don't know Americans listening feel free to disagree feel free to you know from your own experience please please send in what, what you think a posh american sounds or looks like or whatever i don't want to turn this into a class war <laughs> but um i feel like in in britain there's a much bigger divide you know you have like the royal family family and received pronunciation as it's called what all of our bbc news reporters speak in and then you have what me and you speak in which is a you know a very
1: heavy regional dialect so it's an interesting one britain we make a bigger deal about that than you know yeah we very do much we do and, i mean i remember someone saying to me like in america if you get rich very can dream and everyone will applaud you whereas in england if you get rich everyone assumes you've stabbed someone in the back to get there it's
0: very true yeah i mean billy the kind of reception of millionaires and billionaires more generally these days is Pretty, it's pretty anti. No matter where you come from, you know they're just as anti-Wall Street billionaire in America as we are over here now. But I completely get what you mean. Like there is a massive resentment for like a proper like home counties aristocracy or whatever in that might exist in in England in some respects. But uh you know we, we're not starting a class war. I have got nothing against anyone in that respect. So just kind of raising it because of the fact that accents and, and particularly British accents and kind of what's posh and what isn't are kind of talking points this episode, so interesting to to hear what anyone thinks about those. Here, Key, we have a a person of KACL folklore mentioned again. Can you remember who's mentioned at this point? Delightful Bonnie Williams. Bonnie Williams again? I mean, do we do we see her again in person or is it the only episode is the Miracle on third or fourth straight that we see her? I think off the top of my head that's the only one when she I think it might, but I can't roll. even remember like when she's name dropped again after this. Like it, she she doesn't have much of a lifespan beyond season one, I don't think so. Kind of kinda of cool to hear from her here.
1: Vaguely remember chopper dave maybe bring her name around at some stage i could be wrong on that but uh, i feel like yeah i
0: feel like chopper didn't we didn't we talk about whether we'd seen the last of chopper dave yeah i don't think we see him again now i think he was uh, just in the two episodes we reviewed which is kind of a shame he he recently cropped up in a in a meme on fraser fan club and all i could think of was just the, the very hush hush line when he's like talking about the the kind of bulldog getting fired or whatever back in fraser's apartment we have martin's horrible but ultimately, probably very accurate, measure a seasonal change, which is you get your first floater, i.e. a dead body, in Puget Sound in this instance, and spring is just around the corner. I always like these kind of little naturalistic seasonal change signs. You know, like in, in I know in England we have, uh, if a holly bush has a lot of berries on it, it normally means you're going to get a really really harsh winter. I wondered when you heard this line, other than it being funny anyway, could you think of any other examples of those? I'm going to be honest with you, when I first heard
1: this, mm. um, I just thought, about wow, ground Groundhog Day different one.
0: <laughs> it was based on this line
1: <laughs> that
0: is very accurate actually that's very fair i am um, trying to think of others but I can't I can't think of other seasonal seasonal things. We can't. can't in fairness I wasn't
1: even sure of the hollybush one I'm not like you not a big you're not, not subscribed to these uh kind of bear grills esque seasonal measures well, don't know season I know like the day to day stuff like red sky at night shepherd's delight um you red believe sky that, in morning. that you? <laughs> shepherds warning
0: <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen any red sky in the morning so I'd quite. We had a lot of thunderstorms recently.
1: Oh, but, um... I was on a call, and the whole flat. Sh- Really? Like we had one crack of thunder. It was, I've never heard thunder so loud. So we literally here. I,
0: I tweeted out ex- the exact same thing. There were two peals of thunder out back of mine. And the, the loudest noise I think I've ever heard. I've never heard thunder like that in my life. It was like the whole planet was like cracking open in two. Was, and you can tell all the international listeners right now are laughing at us. Because yes. we get
1: such tame weather. But we really it, do. I was not as
0: score compared to like, you know, the Gulf states that have bloody hurricane war all the time but yeah it was pretty scary for me I've always been pretty scared of thunder
1: I quite like it but I like it as a rare event now we've we've had like proper storms four times in the last week or so yeah i'm, I'm
0: with you, I'm with you it is rare storms in the UK are rare generally anyway lightning is pretty rare in fact this is just a quick one minute tangent I don't want to take away from the episode but the best lightning storm I've ever seen we went to uh Poland a couple of years ago as kind of like a minute not not a lad's holiday because that's exactly not what it was it we went like on a tourist trip going around like you know we went to Auschwitz and we went to you know um all these kind of the salt mines all these famous landmarks we went to this like mountain village called zakapania which i think was was outside of Krakow and like on the bus journey home it goes through the mountains and I kind of fell asleep I was really tired after a long day of walking around and I woke up and we were traveling deep in the mountains and we were just surrounded by the biggest thunderstorm I've ever seen and the lightning there was about four or five bolts of lightning every like five seconds in the sky and it went on for about 20 minutes it was non-stop I've never seen so much lightning so the ones we get in the UK now as you say very tame compared to some of the other things we've seen some great lines while they're, they're here in the in the apartment in this episode. One, probably my favourite. It's not really a zinger for my for my pick for a you just got burned this week. But when Fraser sneezes and Martin's like, Well, that's gonna look pretty against the glass in your booth. I love this gag because one, it's disgusting, but two, also I like that Martin's kind of making a very barbed gag about Fraser's kind of setup at KACL as well. Like it's a very specific gag in that respect.
1: I think Martin really not in this episode very much if we actually went through and counted the lines. Yeah. Yeah, he's does have very strong lines, and you know, his. only get ahead of ourselves, but every time he says, "The sickest I've ever been," I get <laughs> that so in my seat. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. That is such a like a dad thing as well, like him
0: doing that. Like there's always like that kind of one-upsmanship. I just, but he's like one-upping himself. Like, oh, that wasn't the you know the time I got most sick, and you know it's a, it's a horrible. I've got. I'm not going to skip ahead, as you say, but there's a one of the one of my favorite lines in this episode comes from one of those anecdotes about when he was very sick so uh, I look forward to coming to that I, one thing I always notice in this episode is when Frasier does leave and then obviously rings the doorbell to come back I love how prolonged the doorbell ring is like you can tell he's kind of leaning on it with like all the energy he has left and like it kind of goes ding ding dog like it takes ages to ring because he's obviously just so like bleak out there but like I, I don't see why he would have persevered to go to work when Daphne's so like let me you know let me look after you he's got like he's got it made he could just lie in bed all day obviously which is what he does and gets like Daphne to wait on him hand and foot which obviously is pretty horrible in its own respects but I if I had that option or oh, do I go and work the two hours that I get paid six figures for you know I'd be like oh yeah I can afford to take some time off
1: so I think he's silly for trying to go to Casey out at all. I'd feel I'd feel guilty for not going in. You like, would, if was, would you? Because in Fraser's position, I'd probably try and go in because I'd feel like feel guilty if I
0: didn't. That's very fair, actually. And I'm also gonna I'm also gonna say here, because I don't want to give the wrong impression, I have obviously mentioned working at a garden centre before. I worked there for five years and I didn't have a single day off ill. I obviously didn't work there full time, but you know, I worked there every week and uh, didn't have a single day off ill. So even if I did feel a bit rough, I'm like you in that although I'm saying Frazier should have stayed at home because he's got it made, I was like, you know. I can't stay at home. There's, there's going to be I'll oh, put too much pressure on other people blah 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 blah. So, but yeah, I like that. key I like that you've got some uh, some moral resolve there. So after Fraser does stay at home because he's not feeling very well, we have the fact that Gil has, much to his fear, taken over his slot at KSL. His show is so good. I just want to say, like, I, I wish we got to listen to Restaurant Beat more often because he's just hilarious. Everything he says is funny. But you know, he's 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 the way he smacks a is hilarious. Private booth at Maximilians. He towers the guy to have the the guy just goes the what <laughs> the way he says the what on yeah, the phone I just love that guy's reaction and then and then after that we have where well, I'm filling in for our beloved Dr. Crane who's home with the flu <laughs> the way <he laughs> <says>, flu <laughs> it's just fantastic as well um, so yeah, me, just the whole Gil segment, fantastic. Me,
1: I think the best line from Gil. I just, I don't know what. I love the way he goes. I believe I've saved your proverbial derriere. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, and also it's so British as well. Actually, so maybe that's where the Britishness is coming
0: through because the fact that when I don't want to again spoiler, but in ham radio he wants to be the british raf guy so maybe gill does have a bit of a thing for britain i think so
1: i think Gil's probably one of those people who i think he sees himself as like a very much a public british schoolboy, boarding school that whole sort of thing for sure that vibe about him he could he, he could play the part i think He'd he could i think
0: i think if we were going to do an actual stage production of of uh, the nightmare in he would make an excellent nigel fair service but that <laughs> is a different episode that's probably oh how many weeks away 60 60 weeks away or something so doesn't even bear it's probably going to be a year till we get to that episode some great lines again kind of gallows humour but also quite sweet from Martin when he's sitting in Fraser's room with him and he's like oh you need company when you're sick you never know when you're going to croak <laughs> such, a, such a fantastic Martin line because it's so insensitive but also like you know it's also quite nice that he wants to be there and he's reading the paper and I just I don't know be- it, the whole setup to me is a bit silly like if I had the flu I just want to be left alone to sleep like the fact that Martin's instinct is to sit there I actually think he's very sweet.
1: He's very sweet. I thought if, if I was this sick, my family would all just like leave. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like no, no, you're fine. Go to school.
0: <laughs> um, I, I
1: love, you know, his little idea of, you know, bed talk is talk about an oriental parasite that was built. <laughs> that North is exactly Canada. the line I wanted
0: to come back to. When he says, I had this little parasite building its own little pagoda right in my colon just uh, the line always gets a, gets a laugh from me but it's absolutely horrible and I don't know what it is it gets a really kind of skin crawling visceral reaction from me the idea of a parasite in your colon like I'm thinking it makes me think of horrible things like tapeworms and all sorts of horrible shite like that so yeah <laughs> really really very, very visceral image but a great line Good question could be wrong on this go for I it I feel I am wrong
1: is this the first time we See inside Fraser's room. That is an excellent
0: question. I can't believe that I hadn't thought of it. I think it. I think it might be. I'm trying to think of another time we'll have seen it. At this point, I don't. I genuinely think it could be the first time we see his his room.
1: Um, I think there's a, there is a time. I think Ed. I think maybe an Ed. He wakes up with Eddie's lice. But I'm not sure if that maybe hasn't happened yet. Or I
0: know that's the episode when it's his birthday, and I don't think we've had that yet because that's when he's got the little mic on him going, "Happy birthday, Frasier So yeah, maybe it is. I mean, we can talk about his room for a couple of minutes actually because his re- Really nice like obviously it goes without saying but you know he's got the massive bed he's got the ensuite he's got the humidifier with the rose petals in it just a
1: pretty pretty excellent room that bed I think very very well with this sofa he got those two pieces together yeah
0: yeah I completely agree actually he needs the the Coco Chanel chaise lounge slash sofa slash whatever it is from her Paris atelier he needs that in his room because yeah I completely agree Um and a lot of there's a lot of great episodes that center around that room actually I'm thinking of of, like, back talk, the episode with where we we see his, his tape collection of shows, uh, the, the episode where Freddy comes to stay and he's playing a video game in there and Niles comes in. So, yeah, the, the room actually gets a lot of usage, actually, more than more than you think. But, yeah, very interesting to think about the fact that this is the first time we see it. I've got, like, just kind of the next bullet point is obviously linked to this when he's lying in bed giving his orders to Daphne. I mean, can you, can you make any sense of why on earth he wants a bendy straw? I, I kind of get it. You kind of yeah. get it. I need to, to understand that
1: Childhood things like a bendy straw. Do you, feel you think he's kind of regressing into childhood here? I do this every time I'm ill. <laughs> do you have a bendy straw to request? I don't have a bendy straw, but if I did, I would demand one when I was out. Wow.
0: I'm going to try and mail one to Shan and just like say, <laughs> you know, with a little tag that says, for emergencies, break glass in case of Kieran having the flu. And then when he inevitably makes his request for a bendy straw, she can uh, she can pull that out. But I haven't used a bendy straw since I was a kid, so I think you're onto something with the whole child like nostalgia thing but i mean they are pretty fun i mean i'm attacking him for wanting one but they are they're pretty cool i mean straws yeah, generally are straw. kind of the way of the dodo now because of like environmentalism i think
1: i, I think you i don't think you can get them anymore no you, you
0: struggle to get like disposable straws so a bendy straw you could get because they're like reusable um they tended to be plastic anyway but yeah kind of a an interesting one to think about considering you don't see them that often anymore but the a very tangential question here and we don't have to dwell on it but have you seen the horror film Rosemary's Baby? Oh, but I've heard of it. Yeah, very, help? very famous, influential horror film by Rowan Polanski, um, who is a very problematic figure, who I don't want to get into on this on this episode but Frasier's uh, the kind of the, the, the poultice that, that Niles brings from, from Marta from a, her, one of her Guatemalan remedies which obviously he's meant to put around his neck and he very cleverly gives to to, gives to Eddie who runs out of it just really reminded me of something from Rosemary's Baby where um, I don't want to give too much away from the film but Mia Farrow's character is um, she's just had a child and her neighbours are very sinister people and one of them gives her this thing called Tannis Root and it's like something she wears it's like a, it's an organic thing she wears Around her neck, in like a in a similar kind of poultice style necklace, but it's kind of very sinister, and it kind of gives off weird fumes. And it's been a long time since I've seen the film, so I can't quite remember what happens. But yeah, this kind of thing just always reminds me of Rosemary's Baby, for bizarrely. But I mean, how much do you kind of buy into homeo homeopathic medicine and stuff like this, like a poultice to make you feel better? Is this kind of something you subscribe
1: to or not? I don't know at all. Like, no. I no. You've mean... got a pretty
0: science minded brains. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, I don't even really take balls when I'm ill. I'm not. I'll just bear through. And whinge and whine. And... I like, I like that. Is that kind of the stoicism? And you like the fact that you can say, "No, I'm not having anything. I'm
0: battling through." It. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I can read you like a book, okay? but I, I'm, I'm, like you as well. Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, it's the easy option to take a couple of painkillers, and maybe if I just have a bit of water and fight my way through it, feel more satisfied for getting over it." But um... this is why you never got that job as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're there you taking go.
1: the easy option, mate. You <laughs> want to
0: to it. Uh, but no, I completely, I completely agree there. Okay, another little. T- Tiny niche detail which we often pick up on on this on this podcast. So hopefully this won't seem strange for anyone. But when we're back in KACL, Ros uses the phone in the corridor, and she she uses it twice. Actually, she uses it at one point here to say to Fraser, "You know, Gill's trying to whistle in for our time slot. You need to get back down here." And then she uses it again to call security later in the episode. Is this the first time we see someone using the KACL phone? Because it's always there, and the only time I can think of early on is when in the early seasons when Bulldog is using it and he's speaking to someone he's breaking up with and he's like what's that saying if you love something let it go if, if you you know blah 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 yabby yabby yabba then he puts the phone back down but I feel like that's season 2 I feel like we've not seen that episode yet but I could be wrong so I don't
1: know what you thought here I think you're right the episode where he gets with oh, I can't remember her name now but she was dating Marco I'm, I'm trying just...
0: to because they sit, they're sit. sitting by the, by the phone aren't they they're sitting by the vending machine eating the M&M's oh. and I was trying to think about that that episode came to my mind as well, because I was trying to think if they used the phone in that one as well. I don't think they think used the vending machine don't use them. Yeah, so an interesting one because obviously we have the wall phone here, and I was on about car phones earlier. That's the kind of phone I imagined was that sellotaped to the dashboard in kind of old school 90s car phones, because I've never actually seen one in the flesh. We're showing our age here of technology. And speaking of, we had a lot of responses about the wireless headphones from last from last uh, last week. Yeah. So I will I'm not gonna get into that yet. I'll save for listener mail, but we have some answers, is what I will tell you. Some great lines here. Frazier calling Gil. A smarmy little chowhound, which I just think is extremely on point, and also just very, very denigrating. I think mean, it's very harsh on Gil. The reverse psychology of Ni- uh, on, on Niles here that Fraser uses to get Niles to fill in for him at KSL is just fantastic. So we have kind of our first David Hyde Pierce moment of the episode when he says, "You know, no, I am going to do your show, and I'm going to do it better than you ever dreamed of doing it." Such <laughs> so, a good moment here. I mean, what do you kind of make of the
1: whole Niles kind of interaction and introduction in this episode? I think. Niles has some it's probably not for me he doesn't hit the same heights as he did last week Mm -hmm. I think there's a few lines that he just expertly delivers and this is one of them just the way he, he the way he says the words am and dream yeah just his hair sort of bounces when he's so dramatic isn't it like
0: he kind of sh- he throws his shoulders back and and yeah it's a fantastic line I just it yeah I, I agree with you that it's not quite as he doesn't have as much to do as he did last week but it's a very good Niles episode for one that is seemingly based around Frasier
1: and we do also in this little bit of dialogue between Niles and Frasier um, I don't know if we picked up on it recently if we missed any or, or if there just hasn't been in it as much recently and other of his fear of intimacy groups used for a gag
0: yes we do they were they were getting too close so yeah it's been a few weeks since we've had one of those gags from Niles about the kind of the groups that he that he runs and I think it's it. I've missed I missed hearing that format of a joke I think and the fact that he says it so quickly in this episode and he's not even in the scene he's like in the bathroom and he says it
1: just gives it kind of like an extra spontaneous kind of funniness Yeah, I mean I really like that we're at that stage where we can have a running gag yeah for which, sure. which are a few weeks in it's not the first time and you know oh no it's coming and you sort of feel like you're in on it a little bit Um, yeah I I, I think so online as well I don't know if it's my I don't think this is a zinger of the week but um, absolutely love just before this uh, when Niles actually arrives at the apartment and he asks Daphne if he's in pain I love Daphne's delivery of the line not enough <laughs> yes
0: I love that and I am so with her at this point because Frazier is like doing my head in um, I know that's the point of the episode but like yeah Daphne has a few moments like this where she's like oh you know get you your crustless toast and you're such and such and you know drill you I can't remember what she says, something quite painful Felt feel like something like kneecaps but I could be completely misremembering um, you have the wonderful little bounce back from Fraser going are you done <laughs> yes are oh, you <laughs> done <I'll> get it <laughs> <laughs> get down to the post office post haste or down to the, the drugstore um, but yeah so she definitely has a very few kind of moments in this but some really good stuff so Knowles is kind of filling in at KSCL now I love Roz's line here this is probably my pick actually for uh, for who you just got burned when she says it's true all the good ones are married in response to him saying I have a no cough reflex and excellent bladder control just a really good zinger from Roz there
1: I absolutely love as well right after this um, when she's pointing at him to start speaking he's just like (laughs) putting his thumb up (laughs) (laughs) it's a wonderful a little bit of physical comment. It's really, really funny to watch. And just the way he sort of, sort of pounces his lip a little bit and furrows his brow, I'm like, yes. It's so good, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> very human. It, it's just like, yep, yeah, Roz, I'm ready to go. And she's just like, no,
0: come on. And it's like, good afternoon, Seattle. Just really, really good. And I've mentioned this before and a few weeks ago, but a brilliant line when he says, oh, you know, I'm a Jungian, there will be no blaming mother today. Excellent line, just emblematic of how good the right for Fraser is, getting a little psychology joke in there. Re- Psychiatry. Um, he either or but it's just so good i've got a little little mini trivia question for you here kate so fraser's temperature is 103 degrees fahrenheit are you able to take a stab at what you think that is in degrees centigrade celsius god um, if you know what the kind of average body temperature is maybe
1: that will help um i, I should know what the average body temperature is because we're meant to take our temperature all the time but yeah, i don't even know the last time i took my temperature um, I mean, Div- you, maybe it's take
0: or you have had an appendix burst on you.
1: <laughs> it's either 33 or 37,
0: but I always forget which. Okay, big difference between those <laughs> two figures.
1: <laughs> in, in, in body terms, you're, like, you're
0: looking at possible death <laughs> in that kind of a
1: difference, but... Um, I just assume that if I'm one or the other, then I'm five.
0: I'm going to give you a close. The average, I think, is about 37.4 or something. So okay. what do you think 103 degrees Fahrenheit is? say so it's
1: 40 degrees
0: or oh, very close it's 39 and a half rounded up from a so very very hot i mean 40 degrees you're really really hot that's very feverish but yeah 39 and a half so fraser you know he is in a pretty bad way in this episode it has to be said Ooh. i'm gonna, oh, sorry
1: what are you gonna say what You're gonna say fraser is bang on though in this right after the swimmer's temperature says that he needs some tissues not these ones because they hurt his nose yeah the, one with the little moisturizer droplet between the sheets. He's bang on. Okay, well, bang you know Cheap tissue is the worst thing
0: you can have when you're ill oh it just honestly it's like sandpaper isn't it it's like abrasive on the nose and as you know me you know I've got a pretty pretty decently sized schnoz so you know I need the best care for my nose when I've got a cold and yeah you use cheap toilet or god forbid use kitchen roll if there's no toilet paper nearby that, yeah you are basically sanding down your nose it's uh, its a painful thing the the line that I was talking about here is when <laughs> when Daphne's like yeah I'll get you your, your, your shaved ice and your fresh rose petals your crustless toast just love the way she says that it's just taking the mic and she's kind of turning out the door of a tray every time she kind of leaves the room at this in this episode someone's coming in like martin or or um or not i've noticed like that happens a few times i think so quite quite a nice bit of like that kind of farce element where it's almost like it looks like a play like people are coming on and off the scene kind of thing um i like the way fraser's room is set up at like that niles is dressed a lot like larry king I noticed here, are you familiar with who Larry King is, okay?
1: I am, um, yeah, well, yeah, I completely agree. He's yeah. got the blue
0: shirt, he's got the braces, like and the braces are very similar as well. And like even the way he's walking around with the mic in his hand at one point when he's really getting into it, like you know, hear that now and she loves you. <laughs> like he, he looks a bit like a kind of a Larry King type vibe here. But I just think to quote Fraser, you know, the little rat is scintillating. I think Niles really rises to the occasion in
1: this episode. I mean, genuine question, right? If they were both full time radio shows on at the same time. Yeah. Did you listen to Niles or Fraser? Oh, that's such a good
0: question. If Niles could I oh, see I don't think Niles would be able to keep up that level of enthusiasm for every episode. I think the point is, you know, he's um he's kind of really giving it his all because he's he's only there for a for a temporary it's time slot but I think I'd probably choose Frasier I just I think Frazier's slightly more relaxing he's kind of there is that bit where we hit Niles kind of divulging on like history of psychiatry and it's really boring and stuff and is kind of joking about it so yeah I think I'd go with Fraser. what about you?
1: I think I'd go with Niles because hmm. I'd even be laughing at him when he's going into the history or I'd be laughing <laughs> or with, with him, him and he's going she loves you are you going to pack up your emotional tent and walk away? Walk away <laughs> you, <might." laughs> I, I will you, Howard I, Will you? <laughs> I got so caught up in that moment. I, I was really
0: do. For I love that Martin and like Daphne and Ross are all like celebrating as well. Like I just love that it's become this like bit that's happening beyond the booth in the world of the episode. I think it's so good. A little little tiny detail here. Do you remember ages ago when it's in it's in the episode where call me irresponsible with the Marco's girlfriend? I can't quite remember her name. And when Fraser obviously trying to get intimate with her and he keeps making that noise, like Ugh! he makes that noise again in this episode when Martin pushes him over yeah. and like just I kept mentioning to you that like that noise kind of is a bit of a recurring thing. so it
1: was interesting to hear it again. And it is so immediately noticeable as well. It I really went straight. I fully expected him to say, oh, I feel queasy. Yeah. after that delivery it's just
0: that's like the exact noise it sounds like it is just it's very iconic i think i mean some something that i think when we get to listener mail people have brought up in the in the comments here the dream sequence is so surreal in this episode like it's like something out of david lynch i don't know people watching Frasier when it originally aired Seeing him explode in the booth it must have been like such a shock, it just comes out of nowhere. I think, I mean, I like it, but tonally, it seems completely out of nowhere.
1: It's definitely the first time we've ever seen anything even remotely like this on Frasier. Big where time they're playing on a dream sequence and having that kind of a scene, someone exploding. And and wow. I, you know, very much assumed that Gil and, and Niles rigged it to explode, so <laughs> yeah. it's their fault. Um, actually, I've not even thought
0: about that, that's so sinister.
1: Just because the one they're looking through the window yeah that's really
0: creepy that's a really good observation it's more it is more of a nightmare than I realised at first they're watching him sinisterly they're waving Um, interestingly the dream sequences come up quite a lot in Frasier and we have an episode dedicated entirely to a dream called the impossible dream of which Gil is a central (laughs) figure So, you know, really interesting, I think, kind of little parallels happening here. Um, but yes, yeah, spot on with that. I completely forgot the, uh, the implication is that
1: they've rigged an IED in the, in the booth. It's pretty sinister. I interesting to find out if this little sequence here inspired <laughs> the episode The Impossible Dream. Because me, I imagine if you were in the writing room doing this bit and you thought, you know, Gil has so much you could do with him, <laughs> especially in a kind of dream sequence where you can play on, you no know, different layers of his character I think that for me, did that that little bit would have inspired me to write an episode about Gil and have mm. sort of taken advantage of that. I, I really love that. I'd
0: love to believe the writers did do that because I'm a big fan of that episode anyway. But uh and big fan of Gil, as we've discussed uh, already. But yeah, like it, it we have already talked about quite a few of these little maybe parallels to future episodes. Um and I, I think you know maybe they did see something in Gil that he has that kind of sinister quality. He's almost a caricature to the point of maybe this is the kind of guy who appears in your dreams. Um, but yeah, on that note, actually, a good little segue into a point I've made here. Speaking of episodes that kind of gesture toward future episodes, so spoilers here for people who haven't seen um, future future episodes. This is a pretty major spoiler, actually, so I'm going to Make sure I repeat that. Frasier says at this point, when he's like high on drugs and fever in his bedroom, like, I know about the two of you. You pretend not to know, but you know. He says that to Daphne about being in league with Niles. Obviously, the implication he's saying here is, you know, I know about the fact that Niles likes you and stuff. And obviously, Daphne doesn't even think twice. This quote's never repeated and never come back to. It's kind of just glossed over entirely. But that is what we're meant to think about. Now, it's really interesting because in the episode Back Backtour, in season 7 when Frazier does spill the beans about Niles having feelings for Daphne it happens in his bedroom and he's under medication and he's kind of he's not with it so do you just not think those two scenes are so alike there's no way that they couldn't have been linked in the writers' minds.
1: Yeah, they've said it.
0: They're just they're crazy, aren't they? Like The parallel is just so huge that I just think the fact that it both happens in the same room, Frazier is like not of sound mind in either, either instance. It's just the two of them in the room. Daphne is looking after him um, in both episodes. So yeah, just really, really interesting, I think. Um, but yeah, kind of after this, we get Fraser rushing down to the to the to KSL, high on on I can't remember the name of the medication, but only until he takes one of these, and then he'll be kind of right <laughs> as rain. But just some of the lines here, like Tata Pie, Tatar Pie Man" to Gil uh, when he goes into the goes into the booth. I mean, calling someone "Pie Man" is just a very innocuous but hilarious inside thing. And really popular quote: "You're on the crane with Frasier Air," <laughs> which I think is a, a fantastic line as well. And then just kind of seeing him chased around KACL by security is hilarious as well. There's just a lot of great moments in the ending to this episode.
1: I really love with Marjorie just how excited he gets when so he's like, okay. Okay, now I'll be you and you <laughs> be the <bar."> yeah. <laughs>
0: Just the idea of how utterly pointless that exercise would be as well. Like, I just yeah, this. this I I think, I think Kelsey plays the, the role of the kind of fevered um, mind someone under great duress
1: I think he plays the, the, the role really well in this episode because he, he is so funny to watch when he's on he drugs. is like, even like even with Janice when she's like she's got a problem with her in-laws he's like boring
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way he just presses the button so good I just think yeah I mean even in Niles in this episode as well like the way he kind of gets into the rhythm of KACL and he's chucking a blue advert tape to, to over his shoulder to Ross because he's like so in sync with her at the point he's only been there for like a shift or two i love little touches like that just a lot of really really good little set pieces and moments in this um and Niles' cover-up i think the fact that fraser that was a little docudrama my brother and i had organized about the perils of over medication I think that is such a believable and very quick um, kind of excuse to come up with. I think kudos to
1: Noyles for digging Frasier out of the hole here. Especially given that, you know, Fraser's just been saying things to Daphne, like, oh, you two in League together, you're against me and all this. Yeah. Noyles is really like trying to pull Fraser out the fire. He really is. And he's got also, he's got a great line with, um, thank you for so brilliantly demonstrating what I call it, dope. I just <laughs> <laughs> love it. That is a really good line. Um, what's been so clever about this episode is because we had that very surreal strange dream sequence earlier mm. you assume that this has been another dream sequence or at least yeah, I you
0: do so yeah we it cuts back to Frasier in bed do you always kind of think that it's going to be another dream
1: for me I always do and especially the fact that Frasier opens with I had another dream yeah um, it really leads you down that path really buy into it and then you have that beautiful twist at the end of Martin questioning Daphne is just, you know, why didn't you tell him the truth? And it's so cleverly done. It's, it, the episode is, it, it's so wonderfully worked around that joke with the earlier dream sequence. It works it, so well for me.
0: It really is. Um,
1: I love that. And I love the kind of closing credits uh,
0: sequence as well With like Eddie as the producer with his headphones on. That kind of still of, of, of Moose sitting there with the headphones on gets kind of posted quite a lot on, on Fraser fan pages. It's just quite a funny, cute little, uh, little image. But yeah, very, very strong episode okay, and on that note I'm going to ask you is this in your top 10 it's not in my top 10 not in your top 10 it's not in my top 10 either but I have to say it's because yeah. obviously my top 10 is like it's about personal preference and they might not necessarily be the, the highest quality episodes I think this is a very high quality episode and it's probably if you if I only pick five episodes to show someone who's never seen the show before an episode of Frasier to get them to, to, to watch it I think I would pick this one Um I think it's yeah, got I mean, loads of gags it's got a really compelling plot that's really funny I think yeah I think it's a very
1: strong one it's funny there's a lot of twists and turns I think you get an opportunity to See all of the character, all the characters. I think have their moment. It's a quite a nice ensemble piece for me. Um, mm. Also, one point I, I, I've never really thought about before, but I thought about it a little bit this one uh, right at the end when obviously Eddie is with the headphones on. Yes. It's Roz who's dreaming this time. She picks away. I reckon that means like she sees herself as a dog's body or something like that. Because obviously one who's, we use the phrase someone who's put upon is a bit of a, a dog's body. You make them do this and that. Uh, yeah, that's a really people. good reading
0: actually. Yeah, maybe she's kind of resentful a little bit that she has to run all these errands for Frasier. Because yeah, other than like it just being a surreal and funny image, why would Roz be dreaming that she's Eddie? Like yeah, I just, Roz barely sees Eddie. Like I, I can't remember a time if at all, She's interacted with Eddie in in the show at this point, so I think that's a really good reading. Actually, um, I think I'd be interested to see if anyone else listening's got any other theories about that. But I think that's a really good, a really good shout. Like just the idea that yeah, she's she's a dog's body. I think that's really really compelling. Uh,
1: i have got to, got to say, key who, who's your pick for best actor
0: or actress of this episode?
1: So I think everyone, everyone is strong in this episode. I think everyone has their moments, and there's a couple of wonderful Niles, Niles moments when he's in. Every time Niles is in KACL in this episode. It's phenomenal to watch. But for me it's got to be Kelsey I think Kelsey knocks this one out the park especially when he's high it's just hilarious absolutely love <laughs> it so
0: absolutely with you so if you can jot me down on the scoreboard for uh slash Kelsey as well um I think yeah I'm completely with you it's a great ensemble episode as you say but he he just kind of pips it because he's just playing such a we never really get to see this frazier again like completely manic and like you know almost a different person entirely to who we normally see very clean cut and knows no know, very assured so yeah it's so it's a very good change of pace, I think. Before we get to who's cranes it anyway, Kay, I've just got to just got to, of course, go to our live correspondent Kennedy Burling. Can you please tell me what Kennedy would have thought of this episode?
1: Kennedy is too busy being uh, the sickest that he's ever been. Actually, really? wow, <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's, been, he's been struck down. He got some Oriental parasite. <laughs> no. Korea, he's had a really tough time of it. God, well,
0: we can only send our best to Kennedy this week for uh, for for that terrible illness. But uh, no further explanations needed. Thank you for that, Kay. All this. <laughs> Now, before we do a motor to listener mail, I believe, is to play a little game of Who's crazy Is It Anyway? Are you ready? I'm
1: yeah, <laughs> indeed.
0: Excellent. Key, okay, so this week, your quote for Who's crazy Is It Anyway is just three words, and it is awful thank you. Awful
1: thank you. Who
0: says awful. those
1: words? Awful, thank okay. you. I am thinking, my mm. thoughts, is that it's got to be Frasier, because okay. you know, not, oh, how are you feeling? Awful, thank you. Or maybe that um, Miles is awful, thank you, or he's really happy about that. Um, hmm. That is my, my first thought. And, oh, I'm just... Some cogs are working gonna I'm, gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm, to... Yeah, I feel sometimes I go against my initial gut instinct. I get it wrong, so I'm going to stick with my gut instinct. I'm going to say Frasier.
0: It is Fraser Key, well played. It's when Ross oh. says,
1: So how are you feeling? And he responds,
0: Awful, thank you. So that's... excellent. Well played for whose line whose credit anyway, Key. But all that's left now is to go over to Listener Mail. So let's jump over there. Ross, who's our next caller? So listen to mail this week, we've got quite a few and we're gonna kinda mix things up. I think going ahead, this is the format we'll choose now. I've sent the comments over to Key, um, because I normally just read them out and we've we've had a lot this week. Um and I think it's much nicer to kind of get him involved in reading some out so he doesn't have to sit listening to my voice for uh, For 20 minutes. So, our first comment, I'll read the first one out, is by Frightened Refugee55. It's very, very striking username. Um and they put great stuff, can really see the progress over the season. But I did, did I hear a Brit admit that elevator just might be a more appropriate term than lift? Sure, exclamation mark. So yeah, we did admit that last week. And I do think elevator I think is you admitted admit oh, you, <laughs> you you prefer lift. No. You kind of hold fast on the Britishisms. Um, but yeah, I admit that. And uh, it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a controversial kind of touching point there. But yeah, um but thank you for frighten refugee to 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 phone in about that. Key, do you want to read out the, the next which I believe is by our very own cam winston
1: i oh, will indeed now i know you're all used to hearing will um but i'll to, like, let you know will is a freudian i am a Jungian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no blaming mother today <laughs> uh, yeah so we have cam uh cam winston so uh, love this week's episode lads gets better each week i am glad i don't know why now you've asked me to read this one out i'm glad i finally finally stumped key with one of my <laughs> questions hopefully can do that again as i literally fist bumped while listening um I love that. Yeah, you did i can promise <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> um good observations read the wireless headphones never noticed that but yes I wonder what angle they were thinking at here either way it was funny and it will be interesting to see if this was an American thing a prototype pair maybe as I don't remember wireless headphones in New Zealand until the early 2000s uh, also growing up my football idol was David Beckham so naturally Sporting you however now that I'm older I don't really have a team as such but let's go Villa yes
0: like to hear it yeah, so we did kick off the Premier League on Wednesday with a rather not a terrible performance but a little bit lackluster if you're watching it as a kind of neutral fan but it was a nil-nil yeah. a point is a point at this point which is a lot of times to say point but uh there was a very slightly
1: controversial
0: I very think. controversial <laughs> moment where we should have lost but we didn't and if anyone wants to kind of read up on that then then go ahead and just type in villa versus sheffield united and you will certainly find the talking point from that game but yeah i've got you got some some comments to read about the headphones but i think that might be covered in other comments um from from steve mutum from uh over at fraser fan club who sent me a very, very great kind of explanation for that. So uh, if we don't already kind of cover that, I'll, I'll read it at the end. Um, underneath under the next column, we have Warm Taffy. You put, great episode, guys. The only thing I'd change about the podcast is making it a bit longer. I love all the features you include, but since you pack a lot into each episode, sometimes it seems the actual episode recap is too short. I know you tried to keep each episode around an hour, but I think it could be at least an hour and a half, provided you feel you could talk that long. I know, I know it is asking more of you, but I imagine I'm not the only one thinking it. Maybe you can do a trial extended episode for my copy of Niles in a couple of weeks. Don't want to be a choosing beggar, but you always leave me wanting more. Thanks for your work on the podcast. So really nice feedback there. Um, obviously very understandable feedback, but obviously comes from a from a great kind of place of a kind of heart there, saying they really like the episode. And that's why they want them to be longer. Um, this is something we kind of talked about actually, because we I remember saying to Yuki we wanted to keep them at forty five minutes because I thought anything above that was too long and people wouldn't want to listen. But it's great to hear there are people out there that want to listen to more than we already do. Um, it's kind of it's 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 a, it's a funny one. Some episodes we tend to go through them a bit more comprehensively than others. And I, t- I think it depends on the episode. But I think at the moment we're kind of we're falling around about an hour to an hour and 15 and I think we're probably going to probably stick with that for the time being just because one, you know, that's we kind of I think we say all we really want to say about the episode in that time I don't know if you you can obviously chump in in a minute but and also editing them as well you know even 15 minutes extra of recording does make a lot of extra
1: work editing so there's quite a few things to weigh up there I think, uh, I think that I mean I'm, I'm very conscious that I pretty much just rock up record and, and don't do anything else <laughs> so it's a bit rich for me to say Yeah, right, I, I think we should really do it much longer no um, no don't be silly I think the I think it depends for me I always find it depends quite a lot on the episode how much detail we go into I think the stronger episode those we perhaps cover a bit more comprehensively than some of the weaker ones I, I like today I feel that we've been a bit more comprehensive than we have perhaps in other weeks
0: yeah I do I think this week we've actually been pretty we've covered most of the episode because it's very tight we only kind of move back and forth between Fraser's bedroom and KACL, so it's quite easy to, to keep everything in, in, in kind of order there um, but yeah no. thank you very much for that for that kind of feedback as well we, we do take it all on board I have a feeling though I can't be certain this episode is probably going to be the longest one um, obviously I won't know that until I've edited it but I it feels like it will be.
1: Okay, so, uh, yeah, we've got Teresa. So we've got uh, elevator and escalator. Never made much sense to me when you were traveling down. At that point, I referred to them as de-elevator and de-escalator. Sadly, it hasn't caught on.
0: Oh, well, I think it should catch on because I think in many ways, this is what we were talking about the other day, why is it called a lift when it doesn't do that when you're going down? So, um, and but then elevator actually is doing the same thing. So I really just realized I jumped ship from lift to elevator. <laughs> Both of them have the same issue. So um, Not spot. Maybe uh, I'm coming back to the lift camp now. Actually, for the <laughs> guy who was really pleased, frightened <laughs> refugee. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but maybe I'm going back over to lift. Um, don't knows? want you, mate. You 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 jump shit way too quickly. <laughs> you've, uh, you've you've let me let me go. Um. Okay. So the next comment I'm going to read out is from a very special guest. It's from it's from Kennedy Burling. Has actually has actually posted on the subreddit here. I don't know who which one of you listening has made a Kennedy Burling account. I can promise you it's not me or Key. I, I have a feeling a suspicion who it might be, but I'm, I'm going to keep it to myself because a mystery is a mystery. Kennedy Burling put, hello, I was listening to this as I was cleaning my buffalo rifle and drinking Kentucky bourbon. I had a hard time keeping up with some of your fancy English words, but I'll be all right. Though some say I have broken vocabulary, jailhouse pallor and underdeveloped social skills myself, so don't take it personally. As a red-blooded American, I can safely say that I've never taken a day off like the dog and like Key, as we've heard. I take great pride in that either way I loved your last episode and loved the Fraser Crane day off episode 2 which is great because he's saying that from, from the future because he hasn't heard it yet <laughs> um, can't wait to hear your next podcast while I toss back a couple of brewskis watch the ball game and not use the metric system from KB oh, right. Kennedy Burling, I just think that is wonderful that we've we've actually been able to hear from Kennedy himself, so um.
1: Genuinely, I didn't think I could be more in love with Kennedy Burling <laughs> the,
0: the myth, yes. the legend grows by the Remember way, whatever that is,
1: please please keep writing it, I love yes, that, don't Absolutely reveal yourself i think we should keep this nice and mysterious oh that's that, oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant okay so we've got our next um, comment so is it Goose 750 Egoose 750 that's the one I'm listening to the podcast great job guys guarding the headphones they have wireless headphones that worked on the wireless spectrum like cordless phones I believe they were available back then my guess it would be that those are the ones that Martin has
0: there we go so this is what Steve corroborated to me he said his, uh, his dad used to own a pair and it was like infrared the technology that they used to use and they are pretty rubbish you had to be kind of dead center with the infrared receiver otherwise it would just kind of diminish signal and you would have to hear anything. If you left the room, you wouldn't be able to hear anything because they'd go out of range. Just the way Steve described them, they were pretty terrible, and Bluetooth was a welcome invention when that came along. So, um, but yeah, we really showed our age not knowing what they were. I, now that they've been explained to me, I do remember them and I, I have seen them before. And, you know, I had old cell phones that had infrared on them before they had Bluetooth. I mean, obviously, it was a slightly different system, but, you know, infrared technology. So I'm not as, we're not as young as we may we think. We are we've made ourselves seen, but um, very
1: interesting to kind of have that have that corroborated. I was gonna say, I remember having infrared on a phone, but I, I still don't remember the headphones. That, for me, even though until you said that like, you have to be sat exactly right in the middle of the TV and all this, I was thinking that sounds amazing. I want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah they were they were really cool. poor, like they weren't <laughs> as good as they
0: I, I never had any. Um when I say I know of them, I think I've just seen them before, um, or heard them described. Yeah, we didn't have any, but yeah, they're a really real weird one, I think. But a lot of the people have kind of come forward and explained. Them, so that was pretty good. Recklier77, who is our resident listener who kind of jumps in and out because he's, or she, is afraid of spoilers, which obviously there's been a few in this episode. They just put, just finished listening, great podcast, guys, I'm really getting into this. Thanks for reading my take on it, even if it was the opposite to both of your opinions. So that was about author, author. I cannot wait for next week's episode, which I believe is my second favourite episode of the season. As usual, I wrote my thoughts on it and wondered if you'd like to read it again in your listener mail thingy, which I'm doing right now. Aside from season one, I've been writing my opinions on every episode, with some being a very long opinion usually the ones that blow me away i don't wish to take up too much of your listener mail time so i'd like to ask for a word limit so i kind of spoke directly about this so they can kind of post their opinions we can read them out so they're just kind of they were kind of putting the feelers out there on how to kind of send over their little capsule reviews so Look out for those in kind of uh, future future episodes. Actually, a little bit later on, they did post their little capsule review, so I'll just quickly read that out. This is a close second to my favourite episode of the season. It had a great story that seamlessly blended comedy with the plot. I loved every minute. It was so entertaining to watch a sick Frasier become paranoid to the point he takes drugs to function but ends up getting high as a kite. Kelsey played a dope at Frasier so well, which obviously we've agreed on this uh, this episode. The most surreal part was the dream where Frasier was blown to smithereens. That was not something I was expecting on this show. One of my favourite Parts of Daphne saying she'd wait until the morning when Fraser would be nice and lucid before telling him the incident actually happened. So yeah, really great observations there. Thank you for sending those in, Reclia. Um, and we completely agree, as we've discussed, about the explosions and about Frasier. Um, and Kelsey just doing a real stand-up job. Key, okay,
1: I believe your next comment is a little bit above that one on the link, and it's from our very own Mischief Knight. Uh, we've got from Mischief Knight, Burgers are the song my soul would sing. That is Lovely beautiful. reference there I'm to an sing. episode coming up. A usual is from a burger joint on my block, but from McDonald's, I used to get the two-cheeseburger meal, no mustard, no onions. I've since matured enough to add the mustard back on, but the onions are still hit, and, hit or miss. <laughs> Agreed that a burger shouldn't be mammoth, though. Sometimes less is more, even though... We know how much more more will be. Excellent. Uh, Kona is a start of coffee where the beans are grown on the Big Island of Hawaii in the Kona district. I don't drink coffee, so I can't tell you how it tastes. But when I visited Hawaii, there are signs for it everywhere. Question back for you guys in regards to next week's episode. This kind, this episode is somewhat unkind to the UK. How do you? How do those verbal lashes strike you guys as Brits? I agree with you that sausage rolls are delicious. So I don't know why they're not British cooking so much.
0: There we go. Uh, yeah. So we we talked about this at the beginning. The only real barb here is the the cars with bad electrical systems, which I just couldn't really make sense of. Rather than taking offence at it, I think I think we Brits are pretty we're pretty tough skinned. I think when people kind of take the Mick out of us, I don't know. I feel like we get lampooned by pretty much everyone on Earth, and for a very often for very good reason because we spent most of the time subjugating them all um, as a massive empire. So yeah, I think it's I think it's 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 a kind of a Uh, We've got like a bit of a target on our foreheads, I think, Brits. But um... yeah, I mean, what about you, Keaton? Did you kind of
1: get any kind of hackles up? I mean, no, not really. I mean, to be honest, I wanted to be like, oh, they mentioned us. That's (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm like, oh, I like being name-checked, you know. Um, oh, I think nice. with British cooking, I think it's one of those things where the rest of the world mocks us for it. Oh, I sort of like have a siege mentality. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. Um, you don't understand how good it I'm is. I'm with you. I'm going very defensive
0: over it. I and mean, we have some really good things, you know, in the winter, a nice hot pie and chips and gravy. You know, there can be few... Yeah, has already talked about his legendary chicken pie with condensed camel's chicken soup in. I mean, you know, a good pie is, is just really good high food. I fry up an English, full English. It's a classic staple. you know you you come over here you're going to end up having one of those at some point Um, admittedly some of the things Daphne wants to cook like you know what's it called steamed lamb's head or you know whatever sometimes they obviously they're just they're garish for the sake of being garish we don't we don't eat those things so it's uh, yeah but I know what they mean we have pretty if we're not European in the sense that we don't have like gourmet food over here but you know we do the we do the basics well I think you know I take a lot of pride in in British
1: food genuinely sound like a football manager right now (laughs) (laughs) we're not fancy but we do the basics well we do the basics right uh, now it's it's a meal two halves (laughs)
0: but yeah so thank you Mischief Knight who last but not least Cab in the City who we have heard from before but love the episode again you guys are a joy to listen to I wanted to let you know that you can buy Bluetooth headphones for about $20 on Amazon because we were talking about you know wanting to afford a big pair I love mine using each night to listen to your podcast I work in an engineering lab with graded floors where things could fall in so I appreciate the cheap ones just in case one falls out and Cab in the City was the person who mentioned... Listening to us on a night shift. um So really lovely comment there. Like, just thank you so much for those really nice words and for listening. And
1: thank you for the headphones, tip I'm yes. looking it up now as I speak.
0: Yeah, I didn't realise you could get Bluetooth headphones so cheap. So that's awesome. um But yeah, just really great. I think that we know that we, we accompany someone on a night shift. I don't know. I take a lot of. I love that because I love listening to podcasts and things late at night but I'm trying to like, fall asleep because it's quite comforting. So I, I part of me, I, I, there's a bit of a romance to a night shift and then listening to something like
1: this. I mean, for me, like, I when I listen to a podcast, don't know why I will refer to the people on the podcast as like my mates. I'm like, Oh, yeah, me, I understand. You know, they, they, we had a good laugh the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the idea we're on the night shift with, with, with Cap. No, I
0: completely agree. I think any good podcast, like, that's what it should be like. It's like you're the third person if there's two people speaking, like me and you, you're the third person in the room with them. And, you know, that's why we try and keep things pretty, pretty chillax, pretty relaxed on this episode. But yeah, that thank you, everyone who phoned in. I think we've covered everything.
1: I've just got a couple of shout out uh, not through social media oh yeah uh, please but, do. so uh, I've got a shout out for Matt, Matt. in Wales excellent, uh, excellent. Uh, he has uh, bought the bo- uh, box set so he can along with us love that thank uh, you Matt and has been uh, counting along the coffee count with you just to make sure you're right oh uh, uh, Matt I really appreciate that because I worry every week that
0: I've got it wrong um, just I was actually going to bring up the coffee count just that's just amazing that you brought that up because I obviously don't go to Novosa this week so it is blank but just a reminder for the rules so Matt can keep up and everything it's only the five main cast members, Roz, Daphne, Martin, Fraser, and Niles. And it's only if we actually see them drink from a coffee. And that is it. Those are the only criteria established. So go nuts. And if you notice any that I miss, please let us know because I, I need to add them to the records.
1: And um the other person I've got to shout out is uh, Charlotte who has listened to every episode. Oh wow. Uh, she said to me, um she said she thinks have you changed the um Noise for listener mail.
0: I have changed it to now it's <laughs> Frasier going, Ross, who do we have on the line? Yes, she said that apparently
1: the old one used to scare her. Uh,
0: really? <laughs> wow, I'm glad I changed I it now. It was never my intention jump. to scare anyone. I
1: think it made a jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
0: was quite loud. It was quite loud. But yeah, she, she's picked up on that. Excellent. Well, I'm glad someone noticed the change. That is. That are my shout-outs. That's all I have. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for reading those out, Kate. Okay. Lovely to hear from, from those two. Um, and, and of course, everyone over on Reddit who, who kind of got chimed in but next week we'll be looking at the final episode of season one I can't believe we've done a whole season of this um, and so far have not missed a week which is not something I thought I'd say when we first started this I thought this would be a little pipe dream that we'd maybe do for a few weeks and no one would listen and we'd end up like just like having to kill our darlings and stop making it but uh it will be my coffee with Niles and I've heard from a lot of people already obviously this is a classic phaser episode a lot of people have written in to say this is their favorite so really hoping we do that one justice but other than that I been well, Ben Kay, and thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs.
1: Mercy. And maybe I
0: seem a bit confused. Well, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs.